watched that show and I'm just now coming <laughs> off of I'm a high. I'm still really. <laughs> I didn't sleep a wink last night. My <laughs> adrenaline was pounding the whole time. After that volleyball game, oh, we'll, we'll get to every every square so inch of the show. So many tears. So sad. So much crying. So sad. You know, actually, we'll talk about this. I actually liked this episode, and I thought that it was really interesting for reasons that we'll get into. Mm. But, uh, yeah, there's. I think there's quite a bit to talk about, but what is not interesting is Taylor and Corinne. Oh, jeez. You know, I was Put thinking... that conflict out of its misery. Oh, take that conflict out and shoot it. <laughs> Um, yeah. Hashtag Trump. Or <laughs> that's just what we're doing now. Hashtag anything unpleasant. Just hashtag. No, guns, America. <laughs> Conflict. Yeah. The swamp. <laughs> uh, somebody, I'll tell you what, can I, well, I'll make this joke later. I'm saving it. Ooh, I can't wait. Let us know when, when it comes okay. back around again. What if, what if Hillary came in? And, like, confronted Trump like this. Like, uh, Taylor comes in and confronts I'll Scarlett. tell you what it is. It's when we talk about Whitney and Danielle. I'm going to make a drain the swamp joke. Nice. Okay. Nice. Get ready. Get ready for it, folks. Prep yourselves. All right. You've got some time <laughs> to emotionally prepare. Uh, uh, well, what, I was thinking one of the reasons they might be doing this to-be-continued nonsense is that when Taylor actually comes back, nothing interesting happens. And to of just course. to just end your episode on that is like is really weak. Well, you act you know? like you're, is that a new thing? No, I'm just saying that I think it's one of the re- they're doing it to hide the lack of of drama. Yeah, that I feel occurs. like they always do that. Or like um, the that things are anticlimactic, so they're making mm-hmm. them no longer the climax. Well, we I mean we've talked about that before. It's the the same way that they acted like somebody was going to be murdered by Chad, and then it's just like, well, fine. well, that, and I mean that by like they're hyping things up in the previews that aren't happening. What I'm saying is, if they would have let the whole conflict play out at the end of the last episode with the whole confrontation, and then oh. that it just would have been like, well, that was boring, yeah, you know. And so by carrying it over to the next episode, I think which they, I think is kind of what happens at the end of this episode, right when. Two girls don't come back from the two-on-one, but in the end, you're just like, eh. I mean, nobody cared about that, yeah. anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Taylor does come. So are we jumping in? I guess so. Yeah. Uh, Taylor does come back. She tells Nick that he's been lied to. That uh, that she thinks that he probably was told by Corinne that she is a bully. That uh, and she says it's not true. No bullies here. This is no place for bullying. Uh, Nick says that he hears what she's saying and that he has respect for her. He appreciates her coming back. Do you hear what she's saying, Nick? Right. Well, also, he looked like someone who has no fucks left to give about this Taylor situation. (laughs) He looked surprised that she was not dead in the swamp. Like, that that is what he had expected. Corinne Corinne is having a full-on anxiety attack about the whole thing. Um, But, yeah, I mean, basically, Nick is like, yeah, okay. And then goes back to Corinne right. and is like, he says he sees a lot of potential with Corinne that is potential. worth exploring. Yep. And, I mean, to be fair, on Corinne's part, well, I think this will come back next week. With I think Corinne will reemerge as the villain based on the previews that we saw of her trying to utilize her platinum vagine. Trying to take Nick to Pound Town. Fachine. Um, but... 
again, to, what I was going to say was, it does appear that the girls like Corinne. Like, nobody's bitching about her on the group. That, that is interesting. And, you know, they actually seem kind of glad. Certainly, Josephine was, like, elated that Taylor was uh, Don't get too excited, Josephine. Yeah. You's about to be cut. <laughs> say, that's going to be you. Pack your bags. Yeah, here on that shopping block. Surprise you made it this far, Josephine. Right, Let's be honest. Yeah. Um. All right. So we... That whole thing just ends. Right. Taylor's like, see ya. Right. And again, I mean, we've we've gone over this again and again, but there appear to be no rules. Like, clearly, I mean, Taylor didn't know, like, where they were going to dinner. Like, clearly someone had to tell her where they were. Yes. You know, in order to. So, you know, it's, it makes, uh, I'm constantly confused about what the rules are and, like, who can do what. I think the, the rules are if you can drum up some sort of... <laughs> Potential Some drama. drama. Please do so. Yeah. Yes. I'm surprised she didn't have a bounce house waiting outside the restaurant. <laughs> it's not really Taylor's stuff. It <laughs> doesn't really fit her emotional intelligence. That's level. true. Or like a counseling. She should have put Nick through like an intensive counseling session. I'm surprised she didn't. Play well, she that does card. start. I mean, she pulls out the therapy talk again. Yeah. Nobody has time for that, Taylor. Nobody cares. Um, Therapist, heal yourself. <laughs> We're moving on from moving that. Moving on. All right, Let's we're moving on. Over. There's supposed to be it. a cocktail party. Uh, the girls are all worried. Whitney is worried because, I mean, rightfully, I don't think that we've even heard Whitney talk up to this episode. No. You said you knew that she was a Pilates instructor. I don't think I even knew that. That's all I knew. Yeah. Um, I kind of think of her as like the poor man's Vanessa. Yeah. Like if you needed a Vanessa in a pinch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I just feel like, so later on the two on one date, Nick says, I don't know if you know this, but you are really pretty or really beautiful. But I, and I think that's it. Like right. she doesn't seem to ever display personality. So Whitney is worried. She has not had a one-on-one Alexis dolphin girl. Slash shark girl. Is it shocking? Yeah, I feel like she would. Can you really build a relationship on Nick Cage jokes and fake boob parties? It's better than whipped cream and lies, but not by much. Well, just to me, Alexis is like such a delight. You just want to go to a fake boob birthday party. Well, there's that for sure. I mean, and we could start. Jessica, we're going to need you to get on that. (laughs) (laughs) We know you're listening. We'll provide the cupcake. Um,. You provide the breasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, inside joke. Um, go ahead. I don't even remember us. Oh, Alexis was so delightful <laughs> in like the tags. Like, did you, like they seem to have fun together, and they're yes. still at the point where keeping someone around because they're fun and interesting. You know, Alexis shouldn't have survived like three more rounds. No, but I think but... she could have. I would have voted for Alexis to stay over, say, Whitney. Sure, that's exactly what I. Mean. Um, I think I do think that she falls a little bit too much into the. I'm going to call it Bob Guinea. Okay. Mold. Okay. That's his name. That's his name. Bob Guinea. <laughs> Bob. Hang on. Let me Google him. Bob Guinea. Listeners are really enjoying the sound of us Googling things. That's his name, Bob Guinea. You remember this guy? Yeah, sure. This asshole. Yeah. Who was a contestant on The Bachelorette. And then became The Bachelor. Later got to be The Bachelor, but when he was on The Bachelorette with Meredith, um, he was like the goofy, lovable guy. And it obviously paid off for him because Mm -hmm. he did become The Bachelor. I don't think Alexis will be that lucky. Right. But I think he kind of ultimately... 
got a little screwed over. I feel like funny doesn't usually play that well. I'm living proof of that. (laughs) (laughs) On the show. (laughs) There are exceptions. I've said before, I feel like Caitlin's really funny, but she's also really, really pretty. Mm Mm-hmm. She's pretty Alexis, enough to pull off being funny. Not that Alexis funny. isn't yeah. funny, or, or isn't pretty. She is, but... But not pretty enough to be funny, let's face it. Anna is glaring at me right now. The <laughs> listeners at home can't tell, but that's the look they that can I'm tell. They yeah. can tell. They can hear it. Uh, anyway, serious anyway, before the cocktail party that doesn't happen, uh, Alexis says that they've had a very playful relationship, but that she wants the chance to show Nick her serious side. Assume that means she's going to put on some glasses. Right. <laughs> she's going to pull up a PowerPoint Talk about presentation. Darfur, yeah. yeah. Um, Jamie also is a little worried. She says, tonight, I'm not going to have anything distracting me from Nick, at which point, immediately on cue, Harrison walks in and says, ladies, no cocktail party tonight. Yeah, and everyone is disappointed. The girls kind of freak out. Yeah, they lose their minds. Um, and I mean, I, <laughs> rightfully so. Is come, that what we, well? Yeah. Yes. So this will come up more when we get to the group date. Um, but I think one of the reasons, yeah, I think people really enjoy hearing your loud ass water bottle. Uh-huh. Yeah, you gotta gotta to keep hydrated. Yeah, we can quietly. do those things at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think that at the cocktail party, the the cocktail party is really designed just for the girls to have time with him, right. to talk to him. There's not going to be like a competition. They don't have to play a volleyball game. So I think when he keeps canceling, because this is not the first time that he's canceled the cocktail Correct. party. Well, but he replaced one with a, a pool party one time. He did. did. He full on cancel another no, one? No, he did. He replaced it okay. with a pool party. That's true. Um, but I, I just, I think that part of the root of what is, uh, what freaks them all out so much so that they all start, you know, losing their shit on that group date is that they feel like they need that cocktail party to have like genuine connection time with him and they're not getting that, which puts them all on edge. Well, and it levels the playing field a bit because, you know, it's inherently unfair when some people are getting Mm -hmm. one-on-one dates and others aren't. And the cocktail party is like your last chance to make your case. Right. You know, to get some one-on-one time to sort of, again, even things out a little bit. So, Alas, Nick says that he doesn't want to waste anyone's time. He knows where his heart is. And his heart is not with Josephine, Alexis, or Jamie. Or Jamie, yeah. Which, Jamie, we knew that was coming. I mean, yeah. Alexis, I'm sad to see go. Jamie could go in The Bachelorette. Mm, no. No, not no. as the Bachelorette, as a contestant vying <laughs> for the Bachelorette. <laughs> not in Trump's America. What do you don't? What do you think though? I feel like if you got to buy Bachelorette and then men and women, that would yeah, be, Matt, that would be Matt's, juicy. That's not an ABC show. I've, I've got an idea, Harrison. You call me for something after hours. <laughs> sort of the eleven o'clock time slot. I like it. Yeah, I like oh, it. Oh, it's good. It's a uh, it's a show for a risque crowd. It's a, it's a million dollar idea right there. Girls with girls. <laughs> I also will say that um, several people talked about how hard it was to say goodbye, to which I have to say. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. To 
the folks at home, that was my graduation song. Oh, chosen really? Chosen by my class. All class right. of 2001, C.E. Bird. Good choice. Shreveport, Louisiana. Just a little shout out. It's a lot more you. identifying information than we usually give. We <laughs> give people our home address to. <laughs> you want me to? No. It's fan it's mail. How, uh, we need a P.O. box for fan yeah, mail. Yeah, for fan mail and for all our sugar bear vitamins. That's right. We're start coming <laughs> and the checks for the sugar bear vitamins. We want our tea me sent to this P.O. box. <laughs> well, and we want our fans like the ones who are going to send us clippings of their hair and mm-hmm. like crazy collages of us being murdered. We want yes. that stuff going to a P.O. box and not straight to the house. Um, I tell you why they are also probably sad to say goodbye is because in one of these cuts, you know, if you make it far enough, you get to cut the bullshit with the continental United States and right. you get to go somewhere awesome. Right. And that's what happens. That's what happens. Yeah. yeah. So they get to leave New Orleans and they go to St. Thomas. Yeah. Just on par with wherever that was in Wisconsin that they went. Sure. Yeah. Same, same the Girls are equally excited. Yeah. About both. Milwaukee. <laughs> Though Raven does say it's the perfect place to send people home. I know. Oh, Raven. snap. Ooh, Raven. That's Ooh. so Raven. Raven's got claws. <laughs> the talons are out, Raven. Nevermore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. These Poe jokes are really getting When the they come going. for the group date, Raven hears a rap, rap, <laughs> rapping on the door. It's Harrison. With the date card. Uh, um, okay, so they go to St. Thomas, we get a really close-up shot of Nick's hairy leg, like he has his knee, did you notice that? No, I didn't. He has his knee propped up, so I guess it must just be right up against the camera, and I mean... Yeah, get a load of this, ladies. Yeah, thanks, Was it when Nick. he was in the plane? Because they yes. had that weird scene where, like, they could see him flying over, like, the fantasy like, island. Nick. Yeah, like I'm surprised can't. he wasn't, like, standing on the wing <laughs> waving at them. <laughs> Um, Christina gets the date. Christina of Russia. Of Russia. Russia. We're 99% convinced at this point that she is a spy. Of course. With the KGB. She's keeping a low profile. Mm -hmm. This is the best way to do it. Who would suspect a bachelor? I think she might be Anastasia. Did they ever solve that? (laughs) They never found it. She's ageless, yes. Um, in all honesty, we have talked a lot about how Christina has, like, a secret story and can it be on par with jubilees whose story is still unknown to some degree but no i mean her family was murdered a mass family sort of blood feud or something we don't know what the deal is i think that christina's story is uh equally sad it's a real like genuine just a very terrible story or, or not a story, a history right. that she has, a personal history. Um, so she was born in Russia, had a sister. The sister lived with the dad. Christina lived with the mom. One day the mom says, I'm leaving. Don't eat anything for the whole day. Right. right. And Christina eats Eat, lipstick. She eats lipstick, yes. And then the mom is like, goodbye. <laughs> see, I will see you. <laughs> see you later. She sends Christina to the orphanage. So anytime that I'm feeling like I'm like... A bad parent. Yeah, a bad parent or, like, being too hard on myself or being an asshole to our kids. I'm just going to remember. I'm not sending them to the orphanage. Right, for eating lipstick. Mm-hmm. 
Right, which also, is that cheaper than, like, I got the impression that there was no food around the house, so she was eating lipstick. Like, is that a cheaper food substitute? Like, It's you a diet just, in Russia. You could just buy food It's the next hot point. thing. In four years, we'll all be on the <laughs> we'll lipstick diet. We'll all be lipstick. <laughs> but only certain colors of lipstick. Uh, I feel like Nick dealt with it well. He... I'm pretty sure he was fake crying when he like wipes his yeah. cheek really quickly and pretends that it's a tear. Yeah. Like it was, it's a, not a tear. It was a sad story, Nick. But I don't think you were crying. I appreciate the effort, though, Nick. I guess to I don't make know. it look like you care that much. And then he says, uh, "So she, <laughs> she tells this story, and he says, I get the sense that it's a huge part of who she is." Uh, bravo, Nick. Yeah. Real detective yeah. on this one. <laughs> because I just solved the mystery. That's why. Mosby boys! Uh, he's Cracking this emotional yeah, situation, right? Who's got emotional intelligence? Nick yeah, does. Nick learned that from Taylor. <laughs> and then he, um, they frolic in the surf a little bit. Well, no, that was before. Oh, oh, that was So before. they go to the beach. She tells him at the beach, like, um... I think she says, I was adopted. Or she's like, I have a sister, but we don't talk. Well, doesn't she have a bunch of siblings? Because Nick was having a lot of trouble with the math. She got adopted by an American family who had who adopted ah. her with three other kids. So there were four adopted kids, including Christina. And then they, they had four kids of their own. It might have been the Duggars. It's, <laughs> that's unclear. <laughs> Except that the Duggars don't adopt. They that's just true. Have they generate until their, their uterus own children, right? Uteri. They have that. Uh, Christina is not in the spreadsheet that uh, the Duggar no. patriarch has of how many children he's going to have and how many children they're going to have. It's a great idea, family planning through Excel. I wonder what kind of formula you have for that to kind of auto generate, auto fill mm-hmm. children to the tenth generation. Back at the hotel, I said that Vanessa pulls a real Ryan alert! and starts feeding the girls fun historical facts fun about historical the island. Facts too, also about sort of the colonialism of the island. Yeah. Who owns this island now? The U.S. does. Yay! Colonialism. Yeah. <laughs> that's exciting. Um, we also meet what Corinne calls the St. Thomas version of Raquel. Yes. Is a Lorna. Lorna. Comes in. Which, to my knowledge, we have never seen... A kind of servant figure right. like that. Factoring it. Which it, <laughs> it does make me wonder if they've had this, like, several times. I think they always do, and it just never was a, a thing mm-hmm. until that was never Until they had worth. a girl who had a nanny. Right, who needed this servant mm-hmm. to help her out. I will also mention, so Corinne says that Raquel is going to be super jealous of Lorna. I doubt that, <laughs> Corinne. I doubt that very much. <laughs> Raquel is so happy that you are gone right now. Uh, although Lorna does seem to take a liking to Corinne, she calls her my beloved. <laughs> this is the real romance. I bring, yeah. I bring you some munchies. <laughs> she makes her towels all cozy, that's what Corinne says. So Corinne's having a great time. I know, how come you don't this? do that for me? I can make your towels cozy. Bring me some munchies. Right. I'd Why happily do you ever bring call me munchies. my beloved? I, I can do all of these things. I can be your Lorna. Okay. Um, we go back to Nick and Christina. She's telling the lipstick story. Um, Nick notes that she has, quote, a mature and, uh, a mature grasp and appreciation for life. I have that quote as well. And at this point in the, uh, in my notes, I thought that something that struck me that I had not thought before that was interesting is, um, 
he does seem, other than Corinne, he seems to have picked a pretty mature group of women that he's narrowing right, it down that are to. Left. Yes. Um, Christina does seem very mature. We've obviously talked already about Rachel. Right. I think Vanessa. Vanessa. Vanessa's a woman. That's not a Vanessa girl. Vanessa is the equivalent of an 80-year-old maturity. <laughs> but a 16-year-old with hotness. <laughs> um, even Raven, I think, is like taking it really seriously. Mm-hmm. So it is just kind of strange that then... Cause, because that's not always the case. Right. I think sometimes you do have... Just a group of girls that seems a little less mature. They're younger, you know? Mm-hmm. I, he's not purposefully beating out people that are above do. 30. Right. They, the girls that usually get could all be in the cast of girls. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, they're way more attractive. <laughs> and equally crazy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just think that it's kind of strange that, that Corinne is still in there. Even if you like her, I think you have to admit that she seems She's an very outlier. young. Yes. Yeah. So, you want to move on from that? He I obviously do. gives Christina the rose. Right. The girls at this point figure out, so a group date card comes, and Whitney and Danielle L., their name is not on there. Yes. They do the math, much like Nick. Right. Savvy group. Yeah. Um, and they figure out that that means that they are on, they're set for a two-on-one date. Two two-on-ones back-to-back. Boom. You're not holding anything back, Bachelor. Nick's not playing games. (laughs) Except for the volleyball game. Which goes horribly. Which goes awry. (laughs) If you learn nothing from Castaway, Nick, it's that you don't need volleyballs on uh, tropical islands. (laughs) Good one. Boom. The audience is... We're going to pause a minute to let the audience laughter subside. We can add a laugh track in. Oh, God. If need be. Um, the girls are going on a beach date. They all get to go hang out on a catamaran. They, they see a they see ahead. the pirate ship. Yeah. yeah, I was very excited. Mm-hmm. And also, um, sort of against the idea that Vanessa is super mature, when Nick is asking what kinds of ice cream they like, she is like belting out uh-huh. her choices. Yeah, she's taking the game super seriously. <laughs> it's our relative! You don't have to shout everything. I'm sorry! She also yells both chocolate and vanilla. Oh, Make she up does. your mind, Vanessa. Right. Come on. Squirrel! In Canada, we eat both, eh? Is that a good <laughs> Hang on, let me try again. How about both? <laughs> what about maple syrup? <laughs> Still not Canadian. This podcast has established it and has excellent <laughs> in accents. What about maple syrup, eh? That was better. Yeah. That was better, yeah. Get it at a Tim Hortons. <laughs> um, Nick is bringing his A-game with the bathing suits. The shorts game yeah, is that's, off the chain. It's tight. It's yes. a very tight, tightly played game. Literally tight, yes. <laughs> well, I think... Did you no. re- really? I don't think that the audience got it. We kind of okay. have to telegraph these things for the audience. They land on a beach. They are going to play volleyball, which I admit is maybe... so. Well, so first they drink a lot. Good choice, right. ladies. You always want to drink before a volleyball game. Then they, yeah, they start this volleyball game and... I mean, I don't think, I didn't expect anyone to be crazy excited about the volleyball game, but the women start to lose their They lose shit. their minds. Well, we've talked about this, I mean, 
Uh, uh, going to an island is a pretty good date, but it's it's not the same as some of the other dates. But it is weird because like a lot of the dates don't actually involve a lot of interaction with Nick. Mm-hmm. You know that seemed to be their complaint was that they were getting t- they were not getting one on one time. But you often don't like when you're rehearsing for a backstreet dance, or a lot of times to literally send the girls away to prep and come back. Well, so, so but if you think about what the group dates have been, they have. Almost all been a competition. So they had the track Track and field, yeah. They had to compete in the dancing one. They, were they competing in the, I guess they weren't competing in the breakup story one. But, I mean, what some of them say is, I don't want to have to compete for time. I don't want to have to win this volleyball game to talk to Nick. I think they're just done with the competition group date. Like, they're over it. That's not why they're here. It's a smaller group, and I, and I, I mean, I understand their complaint because it's true. Like when you're in the middle of a volleyball game, you're not talking sure, to him. Right. Right. Well, and so here's my thing. Here's what I thought was so interesting about this episode: is rarely do you see cracks like this. And what I mean by that is, you know, people often get dramatic or frustrated, but here they seem to be getting frustrated with not any particular thing or person but almost like the format of the show yeah itself and you rarely see that and fair enough like what i think you're you see and i'm surprised you don't see this all the time is people butting up against like this is an unpleasant way to date someone Mm -hmm. it's an unpleasant experience Mm -hmm. it's not the way that dating and love is supposed Mm -hmm. to work and it seems like the wheels finally fall off in this episode in a way that they rarely do but you would expect would always happen because it just seems so miserable to have to compete for love in this way. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I thought was interesting about it. Um, and, you know, some of the girls, Jasmine and Rachel, um, notably, are pretty upset with the situation. But they all seem to be kind of tired of oh, it. Oh, they're all, I mean, it reminded me of, like, in high school when everybody would drink too much and, you know have a party or a sleepover and by the end just like everybody is in a different and room right. cry- they're all just sobbing Corinne is, is napping on the floor <laughs> well they also they don't seem to be big volleyball players which mm. you know seem to factor a bit into it but um, yeah it just seemed like they had reached the edge of their patience with sort the of group dates and the process mm-hmm. yeah which I mean how could that not happen and then Nick says uh, that day did not go as planned. It did not. Well, we have to, we have to get in that Raven says yeah, she that got a good line. if Jasmine were a vegetable, she'd be a turnip. Because she's turned all the way up. Oh, Raven. Do you want to say that so, Raven? No. Okay. That's Just check so it. Raven. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, as we kind of move on into the night portion of the date... Just more of the same. I mean, Rachel tells him she hates group dates. She's feeling weak. Um, she says she's obviously only here for him. She's not here to dick around on a group right. date. Not here to make friends. She mm-hmm. doesn't say it, but that's the implication. Well, and I think that's interesting because usually when girls say that, it is in more of a like villainy way. But I think at this point, they're all just kind of like, I'm not here. Like Rachel's not there for Vanessa, you right. know? Might have had that with Jamie, but we cut her, so that boat has sailed. Um, she also says, which I thought was interesting, 
that she'll let, he, she's like, I'm going to let you know if I'm uncomfortable again, even if I'm on my way out. And right. he's like, well, I hope that was not the case. Like, I feel like he's understanding that at some point it becomes a two-way street. Right. I remember on Ashley's season of The Bachelorette, uh, one of the guys, oh, what was his name? One of the guys, they get down to like, I think the top three, and one of them leaves because he's like, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to propose. Yeah. No, and that, I actually like that. That's the other thing you see with this group of women is there are more, you know, Vanessa threatened to leave mm-hmm. too. I feel like they are not, they're not a shit taken group. Mm-mm. You know, this, if, if you're, and good for you. And that actually, I think that pivots us nicely to the Jasmine conversation. Whoa. Which, here's what I'll say is that what Jasmine did was almost guaranteed to result in her going home, but I actually think she did the right thing. I think she made the right decision. Why? Because if she was feeling, like at this point, if she's feeling like she's not getting sort of the attention and validation that she wants, I think she does need to confront Nick about it. I mean, I think that it's, I think that she's right to confront him about it. I think it's a mistake to... First of all, I think it's a mistake to do it so belligerently, uh, to threaten physical harm, to... Oh, when she said she was going to give him a choke. To joke multiple chokey. times about a chokey? Is that a term? Is, is that, that a, a thing? Se- is that a sex term? Is that a sex thing? She's, she says yeah. you've never gotten a chokey before? No girl's ever done that? Yeah, he, uh, he also does not seem to want that. Have you ever gotten a chokey? I've never gotten yeah. a chokey. <laughs> she offers to give him one, and yeah. then almost immediately the he's like, you gots to go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's not going to fly. <laughs> but here's my problem with Jasmine. I understand her confronting him, saying, I really feel like, you know, I keep going on these group dates, and um, I wish that I would have a one-on-one. Like, I, you know, I understand when she says, I feel like the girls that have the one-on-ones come back different. They have a uh-huh. connection with him that I don't have. However... Usually when you see someone lose their mind like Jasmine does at this point, it's because he has given, sometimes you have a bachelor that gives one girl a one-on-one twice before somebody else has even gotten one. And that's especially frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, For Jasmine, I feel like, yeah, it sucks that you haven't had a one-on-one, but neither has Whitney. Um, you know, Christina just got hers. It's not like she's the only person in the entire group that hasn't had one. Fair enough. I don't know. I, I, and I agree, probably offering a chokey. Maybe, maybe some men like that and she thought it was a gesture of goodwill, but, um, (laughs) you know, maybe she did it in the wrong way, but I do think that this confrontation is valid at this point in that it, and it also, it does not seem like Nick is into her. So. No, I mean, that's the bottom line is that I think, you know, I think at this point, if you haven't gotten a one-on-one, obviously it's true that, yeah, it does mean you're on the chopping block and that he's not as interested in you. Right. Uh, um, yeah. Right. Well, Do you it, think it's, I'm going to go somewhere a little maybe controversial? Oh, this is exciting. Yeah. yeah. So we've talked a lot before about how the show has gotten flack for not having enough uh, people of color. Uh-huh. Do you think it's unfortunate that... So they had three African-American women on right. the show this season. Do you think it's unfortunate that two of them left in, like, a controversial, confrontational, sure. you know... Sure. I mean, I... And I think that... What was the other person's name? Dominique. I think that she was less justified. And that actually was... Well, yeah. <clears throat> sort of the contrast that I had in mind is that, you know, Jasmine is further along... 
I don't think she was as belligerent as Dominique was. Threatening the choke. Okay, all right, the choky thing. She's not. It's just uncomfortable. I feel like you can't tell if she's joking, and then she keeps like playfully like going for his neck. Up, up, I'm gonna get you. Gonna give you a choky. Oop, squeak, squeak. I'm gonna get that choky before I leave. Um, I mean, I think that it's unfortunate from an from a optics perspective, right? Yeah. That, you know it, but um, I, I guess that's just kind of how it played out. It's, you know? Yeah, I mean, it really does seem just more personal with Nick. I think he really mm-hmm. liked Jasmine, and that then she kind of. I mean, I I don't see them ending up together. Right. Well, I, I just, I don't know that he really liked, I think he liked her fine. Yeah. You know, that, and I do think she was picking up on the fact that he was further along with other people. So that I think is the other reason why I'm saying this wasn't a bad move on Jasmine's part is I think her getting cut was inevitable. And this gave her a little bit of control mm-hmm. over the situation yeah. as opposed to just going out at the rose and, ceremony. you know, to her credit, when he... When he's like, I think it's time for you to leave. She's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, she, she leaves, uh, with, uh, <clears throat> with some dignity intact. And then she goes and chokes the first hobo. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, uh, after the Jasmine encounter says he feels like he's heading in the wrong direction, that he feels beat down and discouraged. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. day did not go well. Feels yeah. like a wasted day. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow Raven gets the rose. We both missed that. Either they well, didn't I don't show think it they show we it. Paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After he dumps Jasmine, we cut straight to the two-on-one, which he says he hopes goes better and that he's optimistic about it. On my notes, I have why. Right. That seems stupid. <laughs> yeah. Why this two-on-one is going to go yeah. great? I'm really two-on-ones have this. a really strong history of being super uh, fun <laughs> and not at all uncomfortable. So we have Whitney, and then we have D'Lo. Yes. I'm the only reason why I'm sad that Danielle got cut is because now we can't call her D-Lo for the next, right? you know, two or three episodes. Consistently. Yeah. A lot of ski lo I like it when references. they, I like it when that happens because it shows that the girls, like sometimes I think you forget how much time they're sure. spending together and... Um, so, you know, last time when all the girls started calling Jubilee Jubes. Jubes. Uh, Jubes. Yeah. So, yeah, we got, uh, Whitney and D'Lo. They're kind of, they're both in rompers. I noted oh. that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really, so it's a, it's a weird situation because Nick doesn't even really wait until his hand is forced to get rid of Whitney, <laughs> like to the sort of natural conclusion of the date. It appears that he has like a conversation with Whitney, a conversation with Danielle. And then he's like, and then he goes back I'll be and right like, back. see ya. Yeah. Yeah. Adios, Whitney. Yeah, we'll see you later. And Whitney doesn't even say anything. I mean, she says, I don't know if Danielle is ready to be in a relationship. I don't know. Do you think she was the ghost? That oh. this was sort of the... The thing that she needed to do to cross over. Whitney died <laughs> nine years ago. That Pilates class hasn't been offered here in 20 years. <laughs> Maybe. He does say that she has a calming aura. Yes. Oh, maybe she's, what was the name of the ghost in the mansion? Oh, uh, the little girl. Yeah. Yeah. That's her. I already forgot from yeah. last week. Oh, this information gonna, is really in and she's out. She's going to come back and smite you. <laughs> she's going to go get that doll, finally. Yeah. Um, he cuts Whitney. See ya. Uh, Whitney, be ya. Yeah. 
He then leave on a helicopter. Whitney is left on the island. If she weren't a ghost, she would die. Yeah. I'm annoyed that they actually did spoil this two-on-one, because at this point in the date, I remembered, and I said to you, oh, he's going to cut Danielle, right. too, because they showed that clip of, I never would imagine that he would cut two people on a two-on-one. They were trying to fool us, make us think it was Corinne mm-hmm. and Taylor, but it was really D'Lo and Whitney. So at this point, uh, Nick and D'Lo... They get on the helicopter, they head out for their own one-on-one, and he says he still has some questions about D'Lo. Yeah. Maybe he got turned off by the nickname D'Lo. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe that. He was ready to go. Well, there was another Danielle, so D'Lo was helpful. Yeah, that's why we call them Danielle M and Danielle L. Yeah, too wordy. I like D'Lo. Danielle L. What if it was Danielle L? <laughs> <laughs> Laugh track. <laughs> Yeah, so he does, I mean, this to me, and Nick seemed to feel surprised by this as well in his little mini freakout session, I don't know what changed, because really on their one-on-one date, they did seem to have a good chemistry. I was even, I remember feeling kind of like frustrated by it, because I'm not crazy about her, Mm. but I thought that he really liked her, and lo and behold. D-lo and behold. Mm-hmm. No, it um, it's curious, too, why he picked her for the two-on-one, because I wouldn't have put her and Whitney on par before this. No. If anybody, I would have thought maybe Danielle M. They seem sure. a little bit slower going. Yeah. Or pit the Daniels against one another. Ooh. Only one Danielle comes out alive. Yeah. Um. He So they're on their one-on-one, and Nick is... Nick talks again about that concert that they went to. <laughs> He's like, no one even remembers. He's like, who that I don't know is. how many people in a lifespan will ever get to experience something like that. Like, what is he talking about? We could get Chris Lane to play right now for one hundred and fifty dollars. Who is that? I don't Do you know. even is that I the guy's know. name? I believe that's his name. I have no. We could get him here for one hundred and fifty bucks right and now, and we could dance. We could build a stage. Yep. We could, I'm, I'm crafty, we'll do that. Okay. I'm, I'm not crafty, ladies and gentlemen, that was sarcastic. I think they can tell by you referring to building a stage as being crafty. <laughs> That's great, I'll just knit something up. You can go to yeah. Hobby Lobby, pick up some scrap You gotta go to material. Michael's, <laughs> get some stickers, some hot glue guns. So, Danielle says that she uh, really feels like they're meant for one another because... She, like Nick, enjoys hanging out with friends and is close to her family, too. It's, I mean, it's like they're the only two it's, people in the they world. They are meant to be. They're two pieces of a puzzle. <laughs> Where are you going to find somebody else like that, D-Lo? Nick gives a little pop quiz and asks Danielle to, two words to describe a relationship. Right, but he pulls a Wheel of Fortune move and he eliminates the most common answers as an option. What was the one that he said she couldn't say? Couldn't say communication or, like, honesty, I think, were the two. Which I think is stupid. Are those the most obvious answers? Because I would guess love, which Which is what she says, yeah. Yeah. So Danielle goes for love and trust, which seem pretty good... Pretty good answers Pretty to me. Pretty good answers, though. What is it? Trust and honesty, really, uh, it's kind of a... Uh, it's a well, I mean, really, why would you want love in your relationship when you could instead choose raw? <laughs> what? That's what Nick chooses. Oh, right. It's raw and word. adventurous. Adventurous yeah. and raw. I just I'm want like, it to what? be raw. 
you sound stupid. Like that sounds like somebody who's never been in an actual relationship right. because he also says, uh, when I say raw, what I mean is where we just love everything about each other. That's not marriage, Nick. You're not ready. If you think you're right. about to love everything about your partner, I got a major Good news Lord, flash, buddy. But, All we did was resent each other and try to control each other and cause each other pain. That's marriage. Um, Also, raw just sounds like, again, like a diet. Like, I'm I'm doing the raw lipstick diet. It doesn't sound like a relationship. I thought of, I mean, I guess I'm, I thought of like raw sex. Raw animal passion. Yes. Yeah. Like raw Corinne boning in a bounce house. (laughs) That's what I think of when I think of animalistic passion and sex as well as bounce houses. It just makes me, uh, makes me think that. I don't not that Nick isn't ready, but Yeah. I don't know. I guess that he's not ready. That. Yeah. yeah. Uh Danielle, And he's not ready with Danielle. Oh man. With you can D-Lo. always Oof. you know, they're not afraid to to play up the um the music and to let you know yeah. exactly how you should be feeling about yep. a moment because Danielle says she's falling in love with him and it's like Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually someone behind them with a tuba <laughs> and it's drums. And then someone comes out with a hook and pulls Playing her like off the, stage. You know, Dracula theme song. <laughs> um, and she, oh, God bless D'Lo. She does that nervous chuckle. No, it was so endearing no. on the previous one on one. And Nick is just like, Nick is not laughing no. either. He is serious as fuck. No, yeah. And, and she's gone. Yeah, gets serious as a her. heart attack. Then Nick pulls what I would say is a little bit of a Ben Higgins and says that he might be incapable of love. Right. Sounds a lot like Ben's claim that he's unlovable. Well, what about um, who was the person who brought the therapist on the show? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Brad. Brad Womack, yeah. which my mom, who was texting me watching the show live, which Ryan and I do not do, uh, we... Wait until I get home from... To, this is neither here nor there. Everybody's interested. Let's, let's hear all the details. So this is my schedule, guys. Right. So about um, 8 o'clock, the kids are in bed. We record it and fast forward through commercials. Mm-hmm. But here goes my mom texting me play-by-plays. I knew about oh, the volleyball spoilers. game. Yeah, I knew about yeah. the two-on-one. You can... You can attest to how well I deal with yeah. spoilers on this show. Ginger, you better not spoil the ending for her. I've learned that, that is not a good idea. <laughs> Ten minutes before the ending. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, you're okay. A little stuffed up here. <laughs> um, my mom texted me after this two-on-one and said, I don't think he... He doesn't seem interested in anybody. Does anybody ever just not choose someone? And yes, Brad Womack, the first time, refused to choose. Much to America. If they could have killed him ritualistically, America would have. Yeah. Yeah. It was a different America. (laughs) That's true. Now we're into not loving anything. (laughs) People are rooting for Nick to fail. Um... He says that he can't help but wonder if the reality is that he's just trying too hard to make it work. And he says it makes him really nervous that he was feeling really good about D-Lo, you know, a week or two weeks ago and that things could shift so quickly. It is almost frightening that you could feel differently about someone you've known for a month differently after It's almost like they don't know each other that well. (laughs) And that's why their emotions are swinging so wildly. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, Nick comes in to see the girls, and now it's his turn to cry. 
He's he's letting it go. Yeah. Chris Sewell's style. Letting it all out there. Yeah. Um, he says he feels like he hit a new... I mean, he's just kind of this, like, sad sack of tears. And I've been there, buddy. Tight shorts. <laughs> his tears spilling onto his shorts. <laughs> his leg hair is all <laughs> soaking wet because of the tears. Soaking up all every salty mm. drop. Um, he says, and then he, it, I did feel sorry for him when he was like, he leaves by saying, I don't know if I can keep doing this. I gotta get going. And then he just like leaves. Oh, poor, guy. poor guy. I know, oh. poor Nick. He just needs a hug. Uh, or maybe a little or more a little, than that from little, Corinne. A little platinum vagine yeah. is what he needs. Ooh, we'll see how that plays out. I'm we sure it's a, some kind of trick and they're just going to, you know. Oh, it's a trick. Read books. A turning trick. <laughs> All right, so can he do it? Maybe he just goes home. Maybe that's what happens next. He just leaves. Mm -hmm. He packs his bags. That's the end of your season, folks. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. Things are looking... I don't... I feel like this is... Things are looking dark. Yeah, things are not looking great for for Nick, and this has been a little bit more of a downer of a season. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a darker reboot God, of the franchise. Hashtag thanks Trump. It's a darker America. <laughs> These are dark times, my friends. But regardless of how dark it gets, we will be back. Yes, we with can. With more. <laughs> Make the podcast great again. Uh, uh, I'm with her. <laughs> I like Ike. <laughs> Mondale. <laughs> how do I? This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.